What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chicken Bone Alley, brought to you by Profab Hitters and Exhaust, Earl Ramey Racing Engines, SRI Performance, and Stock Car Steel and Aluminum. What is going on? I'm David. I'm Sterling. What's up? Woo! What's up with you on a Monday? Man, running ragged, dude. We got a lot going on with work. A lot of people out sick with the COVID and the flu and all that. Really? And, um, Thought we yeah, was getting over man. all that. I I was hoping, but oh, yeah. yeah. So it's it's running running crazy through our shop. I think we got uh, four people now that's out. Yeah. Um, and when you ain't got but you know fourteen, yeah, that's a good <laughs> percentage of people. So, um, yeah. So it's 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 tough and uh, doing some road stuff plant site work and managing that it's just a lot lot going on but it's all good nothing wrong with it blessed to have work that's for sure oh yeah for sure for sure it could be a lot worse i guess it's uh yeah no doubt tough when you ain't got help but it could be a lot worse i reckon mm-hmm. oh well oh well well it has been a uh it was a busy weekend well i say weekend it was a weekend obviously but boy i feel like the work week just kind of carried over for me how about you <laughs> well, uh, the weekend was pretty busy for a little while. I mean, we, you know, I guess it was, well, I, I don't know if it was busy or wasn't busy, but it seemed like it was busy. It was stressful because uh, Mary Stephen had to write a 15-page paper. I don't think I've ever written 15 pages in my entire life. I was going to say, I don't think um, I've written 15 pages total. <laughs> ever. No, I, I, I don't honestly think. Um, and, I, you know, my mom pretty much wrote all my papers when I was in the co- high school. So, Mine too. Uh, you know, I appreciate it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you make a lot better on the same paper. But that's, that's for another day. That's, 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 I hope, I, I hope Miss Elmore ain't listening. I hope not. I doubt I hope very not. seriously she I is. think we passed the statute of limitations. So. I'm pretty sure we are. I can't, I can't, I can't uh, rebuke or revoke or whatever our uh, – our, our our stuff now. So anyway, um, yeah. So she uh she she uh, did that. Uh, stressful on her for sure to get that done. She did did good. A lot better than I would have ever done. So, um, uh, yeah, did that and then then uh, uh, went to church and all Sunday. That was fun. Enjoyed that and went back to church last night for the for the Christmas uh, program, which uh well you were part of of course and. Uh, been practicing for quite a while now well Um, yeah i was gonna say that was um well i i I go with my my week a little bit um i went there last wednesday and started helping them um they they, they've been practicing for months for this play um but i went in there wednesday and started helping you know make sure we get all the mics straight and all that good stuff just trying to help out i knew i had a part in it we still didn't practice my part i wish there wasn't much to do for my part so <laughs> so, no, no. so I, I i could handle it <laughs> um but anyway um so trying to get all the mics straight get all you know I was helping the sound guys, helping the sound booth out, trying to help them uh, get all that straight, just so we keep it in order, keep it in line, all that good stuff. So we did all at Wednesday night, uh, ran a little over an hour Wednesday night, which wasn't too bad. Uh, we had dress rehearsal on Friday night. Um, that went a little better, a um, little bit better. Uh, it, it went good. Um but that's when I found out what my part really entailed. 
So, <laughs> so did that. Uh, then Saturday, I had stuff going on. We'll tell you about in just a minute. Uh, but then Jackson had a uh, he played t-ball or baseball or whatever you want to call it uh, on the Miracle League this past year, and they had their Christmas party at our church. Um, so we had to head over to that Saturday evening. Got up Sunday morning, got to church. Um, it felt like I don't know. It's just something when when you're used to doing things a certain way, and I guess I'm just a creature of habit, as we mostly all are, uh, to some extent, anyway. Um, we had all the Christmas play stuff, a lot of it on the stage already, because big big props and stuff, like big scene props stuff. You can't just you know throw up in a couple minutes. So it had to be up for Sunday morning, which was all good, but it just moved us all on stage and just trying to get everything straight up there was just different. And so it just felt like more work for some reason, even though it really wasn't. It's just, I don't know. It's just, but it ended up good. It ended up fine. Had a great service Sunday morning. And like Sterling said, we was back Sunday night. Um, well, I, I say Sunday night. I was there at about 3.30. <laughs> <laughs> And we got done at what? A little after seven? About eight or so. Eight? Seven, was eight? eight yeah, I think it's about, I can't remember. Somewhere along in there. So, yeah, I was wide open. But my part, my part, uh, just so everybody knows, I, I thought I played it well. <laughs> you did, you did. They you had did this, uh, they had this, uh, the, the program was called Straight Out of Bethlehem, which was cool. Um, but it was kind of based, I guess, being on a farm, which was kind of, I mean, it was, I don't know, it was good. I, it, it's just kind of weird the way it was, I don't know, it was cool. But anyway, <laughs> it's like the stuff they're talking about. Um, and they had like these rappers and stuff. And even even Cole had a little rapping part in there. Yeah, he did. He had a rapping part. And, uh, but yeah, it was based on a, a barn, a farm. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, whatever. But anyway, so I was a dancing donkey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you look just like a dancing donkey. You did, you did a great. <laughs> if a dancing donkey would dance, that's what it would look like right there. I, so you must have YouTube a dancing donkey because you knew it. Did. You had it. I found him. I found him. <laughs> I channeled my inner donkey. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, marvelous. Marvelous job. No, but the kids did good. They did. They did real good. Cole had a. They Cole, did awesome. Cole yeah. was, what was he was Joseph. Yeah, he was Joseph. Yep. Yeah. Well, did he had a good bit of? And I was very surprised because you know me, I would have probably got up there and seen all those people, and I'd have been like, Nah, I'm nah. <laughs> Somebody come stand in for me. I'm I'm done here. Nah. Um, but he did good. He did awesome, man. He uh, he he, he had one little hiccup, but I mean, yeah. shoot, that was that was great. It was really oh. funny because he he actually I think did better in front of everybody than he was doing in practice. Really? Yeah, he was kind of he was kind of being the 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 shy bashful goal. Yeah. In, in the practice, normal. the normal, the normal, you know, in, in practice, and yet in the play when he done it, he was good to go. Oh, he was man. He he. he got a little, little rapping deal going on there and he, he man he hammered that dude he did good i was real proud of him he's got a future he's got a future 
It's not yeah, being a rapper. He, it's not being a rapper, but he's got a future. I don't no, know what it is no, yet, but no. it's not being a rapper. <laughs> no, it is not. But no. I can tell you one thing. For every song, she's going to be uh, she gonna be definitely on the stage probably yeah. more years lo- to come. Blakely was loving it. She was loving it. She, she was, she was during practices. Woo, she was wide open. <laughs> it was a. Uh, <laughs> it was come talk, Blakely. Sit still, <laughs> Blakely. Sit still. She was, she was having fun. Yes, yes, she definitely was. There is no shy bone in her body. That's that's for sure. No, them two were polar opposites. Yes, yes, for sure. So, but it was really good. Awesome show. Glad, uh, glad. You know, they were able to. Uh, to play part in it, and, and uh, you know, Cole was a, a one of the wise men, uh, three wise men last year. Yeah. Didn't have a part really, but this year he moved up quite a good bit. So uh, we'll see about next year. Jackson, Jackson's out there. He actually started singing some songs. I was watching him. He did. Yeah, yeah. he was chilling. He was watching the play. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was turning around. He was like, man, turn me around here. What do you have me facing this way for? I can't see. <laughs> no, they did good. They all did good up there. Yeah. I was just glad to, we were we were keeping. Whew, when you got that many microphones on stage and you got one child that talks real loud and you got one child that yells in them and you're trying to level yeah. them out. Yeah. Oh, that's that's fun. That's difficult. Yeah, sure. because you turn somebody's mic up because they're speaking low. Well, they get beside someone who talks loud. And so they they it starts feeding into the other microphone, then it starts feeding back, then it's just like, oh god, here we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for so, sure. So it was all good. It was fun. It was fun. Um, so and then Kayla even went today and helped tear down all the all the props from it. <laughs> so well, it's a, it's a big it's a big show. That's for sure. It, and and like you said, they started in September, I think, practicing and uh. I heard some the other day they they talking about going starting in August next year practicing. That's so. possible. That's possible because it's it's crazy and I ain't talking trash about nobody, but there were still a few that that. that yeah. I mean, I some, of, some of them got. Fright. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's just some stage fright. That's, some of them love it. Some yeah. of, and it's really funny because there was there's one girl. Well, she kind of had to, one of the lead parts. I guess she kind of did most of the talking in there. Man, she was on it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. She sure is. She uh, she definitely been practicing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so glad that's done over with. But that just means Christmas is getting real, 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 real close. Yes, it is. Y'all, are you shopping done? Done. You got to start it to get done. Oh goodness gracious! Yeah, well, Mary Stevens out shopping right now. So I don't. I think I, she's knocking most of it out. I don't ever do early shopping. I just, because I'm one of them people. Well, I always say, I always say every year, I'm going to do it. We're going to do it in October. First of November, we're going to get it done. Never happened. See, my thing is, and, and I'd love to do that and love to say that and all that fun stuff. And, and I could, I guess, but my thought is, and this has always been my thought, and I don't, I'm not really not changing on it. If I wait, and because if I go early, if I go early, and then I 
you know, kind of like something for one person, but I'm like, eh, I don't know. Blah, you know, I'll wait and, you know, see if I can find something else. No, that don't happen if you go late. Not, nope. It's no. you got to find something right then. So you will make That's yourself it. go find something and get done with it. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. So, yeah. Because I know me. I would I would look at stuff and I'd be like, I kind of like that, but I don't know. I, I, I would second guess myself 15,000 times buying for somebody else. And, right. And if I go later, I just don't even second guess myself. I'm just like, here we go. Get that for that one. This for that one. <laughs> yeah. So. When I know... And it's it's bad to say, and I'm not trying to throw shade at nobody, but I know probably half of the people that I, I'm buying anything for it really don't care. <laughs> right. Nah, so, don't matter. Yeah. So it's all good. It's all good. So we'll uh we'll get it done here soon. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. Well, I reckon. Uh, should, should we share the other news? Well, I guess you need to share your Christmas present that you got. I guess that can be considered a Christmas present. I guess. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if y'all follow us on Facebook uh, or any of the social medias, I think, uh, pretty much, uh, you, you probably already know this, uh, but if not, you can go on there and look at it. Um, my race team, Lucky 13 Motorsports, We'll be fielding a um a, a Charger Challenger type late model next year with yours truly driving it. Yes, sir. Primary sponsor on there, Palmetto Machine and Fabrication. Yeah, how about that? Along with Effingham Iron Works, and we've got a few more coming on. So, so I appreciate it. <laughs> Yes, sir, man. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be part of it, and uh, and uh, I, I know that's going to be a, a different avenue in in, in some ways uh, than Legends Car, um, but I think it was perfect the way it worked out. You had, you know, having a year in Legends Car, kind of getting back used to the seed and the whole, you know, how everything's working around the racetrack, and then you get that this year. I think it's going to be good, and it, and it puts on for some awesome racing in that class too. So. Looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, me too. I am uh, looking forward to it. We uh, we getting uh, getting it together and well, I mean, it, I was pretty fortunate. The one we got, it was pretty much ready to go. Uh, we got little odds and ends due to it. I mean, but nothing, nothing at all major. Um, ended up coming across, and it was really funny because I mean, I looked at this one, that one, talked to people about this one, that one, went you know went and seen these and but yeah i was kind of looking for uh something that this class that we're running it the challenger class over it uh well it's kind of that's kind of based out of dylan motor speedway um but they run it around different places and it's pretty much charger car or could be a limited late model even um very few differences, actually. Um, just the Challenger portion of it, the car has to be so old. And I'm not even sure how old it is, but I know that's the thing. It can't be a brand new car. can't be, we run scuff tires, um, stuff like that. So it's kind of a, it's basically you run a late model, but economically, even more yeah. economically. 
So, which is what we want to do. We're not, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to have a late mile stock and run the cars to her and all that stuff. But, eh, I know that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, no. so for, I mean, I'm just, I don't have that time and I don't have the multi millions of dollars to devote to that as a lot of those teams do now. A lot of them do. Some of them don't. Some of them are able to do it, you know, and, you know, make fun out of it. But anyway, it's just not what I'm going to be able to do. Um, So we, me and my dad got talking, and he had really kind of brought up more me. I was good just driving a legend car. I mean, I had fun driving a legend car. We had even looked at an Allison Legacy car, um, and that was what we kind of thought we were going to go get at one point. Um, and kind of come up to it, and he said, Would you be happy driving Allison Legacy? I said, I, Honestly, I'd be happy driving anything. I really don't care. I said, I'm good driving a legend car. He's like, I know. He said, I just want to get something. A little, little more, a little more, a little more. He said something that we ain't going to have the tire issues that we're having in the legend car right now, too. Um, right. And so he said, what you think about just trying to find a, you know, we skipping street stock, all that. <laughs> <laughs> well. You got one. Yeah, well, you got one. For sale. That's, yeah, it's for sale. Um, that's, <laughs> a, that's a whole other can of worms with street stock right now, in my opinion. Um. It just, that is probably for a, a class that should have been very, very economical is well become non-economical anymore. That's what I was about to ask you. It's probably more expensive to run a street stock on asphalt now than it is the Challenger car, Charger car. Well, it, yeah, if you're going to run mass street stock rules and stuff like that, and I'm not downing anybody that does, because if you can do it, more power to you. It is a fun class to watch. I love watching them. I just, I think I can run this car even you know, a, a cheaper. Now I've seen daggone mass street stocks cars get out there in the limited late model class or the charger class or whatever and run right with them. So that tells you what kind of cars they are. Exactly. <laughs> Motor rules are pretty much the same. Um, so, but anyway, I wanted to get a car that was, that was new enough that we wouldn't have trouble finding parts for. Cause there was a couple come up good prices and stuff but started looking at them well they don't make this chassis anymore you know if you got to find a arms or something like that for it um you know you're probably just gonna have to find something that will fit you ain't gonna be able to just call them and they can make it fit or you know nothing like that so i was like well we need something that they're still producing a company is still in business and stuff so i kind of i don't know i've 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 seen them run i've personally i mean and i know there's all kind of all kind of chassis out there, but I know around this area, Hitchcock chassis have always been well known and and easy to find parts for and all that stuff. So I was kind of leaning towards if we could if we could come across a, a decent Hitchcock, I'd love to you know get in it or get it and see what we can do there. Well, when I put the post on Facebook last week saying that we were looking for something, um. First person that that texted me actually was a, uh, it was actually Kayla's cousin's husband, uh, Brian Blackwell. He ran for a long time himself, ran trucks, ran street stops, ran, I think he runs some late model stuff, all this stuff. One down, one at the four hundred down at the beach in the truck. Um. So he sent me this car. He said, "Man, you need to go look at this thing." He says, "It's a good car. You need." It. I called him, talked to him about it a little bit. 
So he gave me the guy's number and all that stuff, and I messaged him, and uh, and I told him I'd like to come. He told me a little bit about the car. Uh, he called me and told me a little bit about the car. Um, So I asked him if we could come look at it Saturday. Yep, sounds good. I said, all right, we'll be there. Well, Saturday morning come. Uh, me and my, met my dad over at his house, jumped in the truck. We headed over to Hartsville, South Carolina, which ain't but, I think, 35 minutes down the road. Uh, and car, there was car, and um, talked to him for a little while there, and got right with the price, and uh, he said, sounds good to me. I said, all right. I didn't think it was going to go quite that easy, so we didn't bring trailer with us, so we had to go back home, get trailer, turn around, go back and get it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So... Got out there and pulled all the stickers off of it there Saturday night. And I never even sat in the car or anything. Got in it. The seat fits me. Uh, seat's in a good spot for me. I mean, just, I was like, well, man, dang. <laughs> so it was kind of one of them things. Uh, well, I mean, that's kind of how it feels. It was just like one of them. Uh, well, that was that was the car we were supposed to have. So, right. So hopefully it'll be good. Well, I believe so. It looks good. And, and you know, up under everything that, that, that you've showed me, it looks really good and taken care of. Uh, car don't like it's been, don't like it's been in too much, too many accidents by any means. And I know you say it's been clipped, but that's just out of preference, I think. So, yeah. um, I, you know, that may be a good thing. I mean, well, uh, well, there's been there's been a lot of race cars that have been handled and performed responded much better with being clipped well my whole thing is with a car and i know some people have differing opinions on clip when somebody hears us being clipped blah 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 you kind of some people don't like it and whatever well my thought is is if it goes to the to the person (laughs) the chassis builder that (laughs) built it to begin with to clip it um (laughs) and they put it on the jig and that's where they put the clip back on that, you know, front clip back on. I personally, I have no problem with that. I mean, that's, that's you know, you probably, and obviously when they put a new one on, they probably updating it somewhat. So, right. so this older car, I know that technically the front end on it is pretty new. <laughs> so. Well, and, and like you and I talk, the rear clip don't matter. Front clip being new, it's probably that's. I mean that's that's a lot of your ninety percent of your handling right there in the front end. So, uh, if it was done right, which I know it was, uh, being newer, that, that's it's going to be a lot better. So, I uh, think so. I think so. I know a lot of people I, have differing opinions about that, but I mean I've I've been over to car and, and I'm not going to profess to anybody to be a uh, asphalt late model expert by no means because i'm not <laughs> uh but we're gonna get it and try it this year i know that um i think we can now, now in saying that it's not like i'm just jumping in one of these cars for the first time ever i have i have driven them before so um right. i know what i'm getting into um before anybody's like oh you don't know what you're getting into uh, I, I know what i'm getting into i know exactly what i'm getting into and uh i got some friends uh i know uh my good friend Chad Wifter, he's already called me. I said, man, anything we need to do to make it go fast, you know I'm here. Um, my buddy Connor Lee, 
he's already messaged me. He's like, man, we're going to test this day. You need to come out there with us. We need to get that thing rolling, you know. And that's the thing. <laughs> Connor will be, <laughs> and this is why I like Connor so much. Connor will be a competitor in not one, but two classes. Both of us drive legend exactly. cars. Both of us drive that. And he wants the car to get out there and go as fast as his does just so we can race together. Right, right. So, it's uh, that's that's always fun, and, and that's how it is around here. That's why I like it. Um, I mean, there, don't get me wrong. There's people don't get along around here, but but there's you know we kind of got our groups out there that, and us and Connor and Chad and all them over there. We sit down there in the corner and do our thing, and and typically end up on the good side of it. So, so it's uh, yeah, definitely. Well, my question to you is that you can maybe answer that uh, learning Legends car took took some time. And it's still taking time, I think. But y'all pretty much grasped that understanding how to get the car to, to, to react to how you want it to. Uh, what is the difference in a late model learning that side of it? Is that going to be totally different or are you going to be more easily to grasp that? I don't think it's going to be as much different as as you would think, um, or as one would think. The reason being is there's actually, if we go and look at, go look at a front end on a legend car or go look at a front end on a, on a late model. All right. On a late model, you have a arms on a legend car. You also have, uh, uh, you have, a arm, but the thing is, you have control arm, but you also have these radius rods that run everywhere, and that controls all your angles um, of everything. You know, your caster, your camber, everything. Um, so it's not just like a, it, it's not, it's, there's there's no upper A arm on a legend car. Uh, right. er, everything's controlled off of that. So, taking that out, yes, you still can, obviously, it's got shims in it as a lot of late models do, which I like, uh, to change your camber in there. Caster, uh, the way these are set up, is pretty much built in. Um, where on the rear end, uh, it's a it's a three link type deal on a uh, on a legend car, and it's got two radius rods that go to the back, holding the rear end. Um, or trailing arms, I guess you could kind of call them. Um, and you can adjust those to kind of skew your rear end one way or the other. Um, and then get your link up top. Um, this car is a truck arm car. Um, so yeah, there's adjustment on that, but it's very similar to the right. legend car. I mean, you can... You're going to adjust your rear end to kind of turn one way or the other. And, you know, you got your um, uh, got your bar there on top. But other than that, same. Um, so, kind of in a way, you just kind of upsizing to an extent. Right. Um, obviously, there's the cars react differently, I, I assume, and that's what everybody's told me, you know, to the to the same changes, you know, you make legend car. We got to make very slight changes. I mean, 16th, eighth of an inch. 
right. makes a huge difference in a legend car. I got a feeling you got to make a little bigger swing, not not too big, much bigger. Um, but, but that's kind of what I was wondering. But because you know wheelbase difference, just the just the square footage, if you will, of the race car itself. I mean, you know, I think you got them. It's just bigger scale, like you say. I exactly, mean, exactly. But uh, I think the biggest thing that's different from a legend car to a to that style of car is going to be the horsepower to weight ratio. Um, yeah, uh, this car has more horsepower, but it weighs a whole lot more. Um, right. So technically, the horsepower to weight ratio is uh, less. I guess that's the way we go. <laughs> less right. horsepower to the weight. Yeah, that's right. Um, legend car, legend car. You get on the gas and it just lights up the tires. Um, mine does anyway. And with 1250, I know some of them say the not FZ09 is not as bad on that. Uh, my 1250 lights the tires up if you stand on it. Um, I don't care if you're coming out the corner, it spins tires constantly. And yes, you can do the same thing in, in a charger car. Um, difference is you just got a lot more car sway in there. You got more time to react. A legend car reacts very quickly and you have to react very quickly to it. There's right. just no there's just no hanging it out and holding it there hardly. Right. It's just so quick to react. So I I think I think it uh there's some things that you take over probably good from a legend car to a big car. And there's probably some things you take over bad because just like going in a corner getting loose uh in a legend car, I've got to react quickly because Whatever's going to happen in the legend car is going to happen very quickly. Uh, this car, being you got a lot, the biggest thing is a size tire. Just you got a bigger tire, right? So go in there, roll it in the corner. You know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, just it, yeah, things right. happen quickly, but it, you just got a little more. Well, you got a little more spring, a little more, a little more travel, a little bit more tire and everything to lean on. <laughs> Exactly. Well, that's all I'll say. I mean, I think I think learning car control with a legend car will help you. I think it'll slow things down so much and make it quicker for you in a in a, in a late model. Just because well, it's kind of like uh, Kyle Larson in a sprint car versus Kyle in a cup car. It's just it's it's probably slow motion to him in that versus the sprint car, but just because it's just it's just so quick. Right. Uh, Legends car is so quick. I mean, it's quick to respond on anything. Right. Uh, I think it would definitely help. Um. Well, I mean, it's, and I don't know. We'll see when they get out there. But like Carson Ferguson even told me now he's more on he's on the dirt side of things now. Uh. But he drove legend cars for years and years and years on asphalt. That was his thing. Um. Uh, and he he told me flat out. He said, "If you can drive a legend car, you can drive anything." So. And I believe that. I believe that. I mean, we talked to Butterbean here the other week. He done the same thing. He said, nah, the legend car probably can teach you some bad habits. On And that's like he, like we were just talking about, you know, going in there and overreacting too quickly, I guess, probably. Um, right. But he said he, he enjoyed Legends and enjoyed moving up from it. Connor, same way. Connor jumps in one and he does both in the same night, which is what I'm going to be doing. So we'll see. <laughs> we will see quickly what's going to happen. Yeah, 
I think it's going to be good, man. I'm excited for it. Uh, <clears throat> the other question that I had, you know, the difference in the Challenger car versus a late model stock or a limited late model, if you will. Um, I know in that class you're going to run, you can run a built motor with a certain carburetor or you can run a crate motor with a certain carburetor. So uh, let around out a little bit. What is the difference and what does it take to move up in that same car? Built motor, uh, which is what we have, we got a built 350 in it. Um, we can run a 350 carburetor, 350 CFM carburetor, two barrel. Um, on a crate motor, it has to be a sealed crate motor, can't touch it, um, which is kind of actually what I'd like to have, but this came with the car, so that's what we're going to run right now. Uh, you can run a two barrel 500 carburetor. Now, in saying that, um, I've seen guys on either combination go out and run up front. Uh, so I, I think the rule is, is good. I mean, I don't think it's really showing advantage from one to the other. Um, now if you had a built motor with a 500 carburetor, <laughs> that might be real good, but, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so I think that's pretty much, pretty much good. Um, uh, to move up, I honestly, I'm not going to tell you, I, I'm not going to tell you a lie because I don't know. I think for the most part, there is, um, it's, it's chassis wise, everything very similar to late model stock. Um, all that, um, I'm not exactly 100% sure on the motor combinations for late model stock now, I, just cause I hadn't looked at them. Um, we'll find right. out. We'll find out here shortly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> find out here. Go enter the uh, go enter the four hundred next year, buddy. Hey, who uh, knows? Who knows? Hey, we get enough laps around there, and you know, we know times we run and shoot. We might just hey, start start is a good thing. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yes, no, sir. I mean <laughs> limited late model and uh and late model stock are very very simple because the limited late model uh, winners. From Friday night at Florence, got an automatic entry into the 400, automatic right. provisional starting spots. So, huh? That's, that's what I'm wondering. That's just, I know that's something you got to look into, but um, be interesting to see what that difference is to get in there because chassis, chassis age, I, eh, you can say what you want. I, I don't see where that's, I can't see where that's a winning combination is having a brand new chassis i, I mean year. i could see you know the help but i think the biggest thing is is uh getting them four shocks and springs around that car exactly I think right that's, and, I th you can put you can put 2025 shocks on it <laughs> so um you know I, I i think that can make a difference well uh, and that's the big thing about our classes yeah you can go spend money on uh the Challenger class, you can go spend money on shocks if you want to, but uh, if you're running a Challenger race, there's a claim rule on the shocks. <laughs> so, well, don't go by the 2025 shocks. No, I'm not. I'm not. Not, not, not for that. Not for that. I will not. <laughs> if we run it, I will take those off for that race. <laughs> good, good. I'll make sure you don't forget. I'm gonna make sure because <laughs> uh, it's it's not very expensive to buy, it. and not and that's what I like about it. They're trying to keep it keep it cheaper. I like that. So. Right. right. So anyway, awesome. we'll be testing here in the next few weeks, hopefully, um, and uh, go see what should do. So, well, man, I'm ready. Yeah. Can't wait. Me too. Good, Me crew. Good crew. 
good Christmas present for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Well, cool. Well, uh, let's uh, let's uh, head over to the phone real quick to uh, talk to the people. I know I'm going to be uh, making some orders with here soon. This is Hot Laps presented by SRI Performance Stock Car Steel and Aluminum. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a new installment of Hot Laps, as you just heard there. Uh, this week on the show, Hot Laps, we got uh, somebody just not in Charlotte this time, finally. Uh, Aaron, what is going on? He is at SRI Indy. Aaron, how's it going, man? It's going, man. It's going all right. How are you? I am wonderful. How, how's the uh, the good old Indy weather treating you out there? Uh, it's not too bad today, about 42, but uh, it's been pretty cold lately. I heard from some guys that were out at PRI this past week that, uh, that it was a little chilly there at night. They're not used to that. <laughs> yeah, <yet. laughs> they never get good weather for that, so it's never uh, a good taste in anyone's mouth that comes up. <laughs> Uh, that's all good though. It's all good. So, uh, anyway, Aaron, we want to get started with you here. As always, we, uh, got a few questions for you. We want to talk a little bit about you, a little bit about the shop up there. So, uh, man, let's get started with it. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. What, what do you, what do you do there at SRI Indy? Uh, well, I guess the, uh, title would be operations manager. Um, pretty much, uh, do it all. There's, uh, only three of us that work there full time. Um, and uh, we got a salesman that works the front counter. We got a delivery driver, and and then there's me. So, uh, pretty much wear all the hats: um, accounting, and you know, billing, and sales, and uh, everything pretty much but deliver, shipping, receiving, um, whatever the day calls for. I'm I'm doing it. So, it's the, it's not the, a it's the three man band uh, over there. That, that's right three-man band i like it i like it how long have you been there uh probably been there come april will be four years cool cool uh yeah all right well what i like to you know it seems like everybody that that works well even in the industry but it seems like sri and in particular even stock car steel uh, you have to love racing to to kind of work in this industry <laughs> and, and, and typically you have somewhat of a background in it. So what was your background in racing before you came over to SRI? Uh, yeah. So my dad's worked in uh IndyCar for 30 years. So ever since I've been alive, I've, uh, I've experienced, uh, that aspect and that, that genre of racing. So, uh, definitely grew up around it and, um, not much of a, of a wrench turner. So uh, I had to find my own way to get into the into the sport, um, and this just happened to be uh, a good way to get into it. Well, good deal, man. Well, good deal. So, uh, so all right, I'm just going to ask you. You know, with with SRI especially, you know, all forms of racing come in there. If you are headed to your favorite racetrack on the weekend to watch your favorite type of racing, what type of track? What type of racing are you going to? I mean, man, if, if I'm putting one one race, one track, it's it's got to be the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the Indy 500. Um, you know, obviously, my dad growing up doing it and uh, watching. I got he's been lucky enough to win a couple of them and uh, been around that that deal, and it's been just absolutely crazy. So, um, 
that would be my preferred destination on a on any given Sunday. There you go. There you go. I, I, I've always said I want to, and I do. I want to make it out there one day for that. I haven't made it out there for that yet, so I'm gonna get yeah, out there I mean, one it's, day. <laughs> yeah, it's it's surreal. I mean, it's. I know Daytona's probably is is similar, if not, you know, the same atmosphere. So if you've ever been there. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's cool stuff, man. All right. Well, speaking of Indy, uh, PRI was just out there this past weekend. Um, man, I, I know you say you wasn't around it a whole lot there, but uh, but SRI always puts up a big booth there and cool stuff, man. Tell us a little bit about about how successful you think that show is for for companies like SRI. Yeah, I mean. It- what it boils down to is, you know, networking connections and, you know, personal relationships, you know, and uh, no better way to, to make those impressions and uh, and talk to people you might not get to see face to face normally, you know, only email or phone call or whatever. It's really nice to put a face to a, to a voice and, uh, you know, three days isn't a long time, but there's a, a lot to get done. And, uh, you know, I think it helps a lot when, Especially for you know the indie guys, we're we're not that small or not that big like performance. So um, to get out there and really you know spread the word and let people know that there is a SRI here in, in Indianapolis and uh, you know that that goes a long way. We get guys trickle in all year long and say, hey, I got a business card from PRI or and I talked to this guy at PRI. So um, you know I don't know. It's uh, definitely a lasting effect all year long. PRI show, nice. pretty cool. Nice. Well, okay. Well, well, you know, after going there, so tell us a little bit about that, about your location. I mean, what, what is being, let's see, over here on the East Coast, we're, we are stock car, everything, and uh, I say stock car, not just stock car, but it, it is either, you know, asphalt, round track, or dirt, round track. That, that is yeah. the majority of what we're doing out here. Uh uh, what type of what type of products are you selling out there, and what what seems like the biggest biggest movers out there? Yeah, so definitely uh, definitely a different different kind of you know genre and different people. We get a lot of uh, obviously the IndyCar teams, um, a lot of open wheel stuff. Um, you know the lower classes. Um, I mean, mostly all IndyCar teams are based. Uh, and here there's some exceptions but the bulk of them are here um and the bulk of the the heavy hit you know drag guys the top fuel the alcohol guys um we're on a street locally known as nitro alley uh there's about five or six uh drag teams that are on our street there's a couple indycar teams so we're right in the middle of all that that uh we do get a lot of uh, dirt sprint car guys, um, but you know mostly our business comes from from the NHRA or or the IndyCar scene um, or the smaller ladder series below it. Um, that's mostly what we do. Um, as far as product goes, we sell mostly everything that performance does. Obviously, um, they tend cater to a different thing, but um, as far as like abrasives and you know, consumables go. We, we carry the same amount of stuff. Um, and we also, we do, we're kind of a mixture of performance and stock car steel. So um, half the shop is all consumables and, you know, engine parts, Del West valves, um, 
you know, cosmetic gaskets. And then the other side is uh, raw material, just like stock car sheets, um, roll cage material. So um, kind of a, a trifecta of, of all the performance supplies in stock car steel. All right. Well, out of all that, let's narrow it down to something cool that's in the shop. What's something cool that you like to a product that, that just, let's say, I just walk in there. It's like, show me something cool. I want to see it. What is the product that you're going to highlight and just, just really sell me? Man. <laughs> I know that's a very specific uh, question, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me think about that one. Uh, ooh. <laughs> Put you on the spot. <laughs> Yeah, man. Let's go. Let's let's say let's let's go in something drag racing. Let's go. Let's go. If I'm drag racing uh, out there, uh, what's something you got on the shelf there, brand wise, that you're just gonna really point me to that I'm that I need to need to go look at? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, uh, a Simpson parachute um, and a, a pilot shoot. They uh, obviously need those on the back of the. Of the heavy heavy hitters out there, and um, you know, safety is a huge huge concern for those guys. Obviously, going down the track at 300 miles an hour plus, so um, definitely some safety equipment will uh, will be of importance to you. Good deal, good deal. Um, uh, uh, all right, same question though, but if in the IndyCar, because I'm be honest with you. IndyCar, I love watching them. I don't know anything about them because we don't ever see them out here. So, so what is something yeah. out there that you that you can put on these the the, the Indy cars? Uh, well, uh, this might ring a bell. This uh, we sell a lot of helicopter tape. Um, I know uh, un, uh, how do I say it? Uh, <laughs> a a NASCAR driver's team puts them on the front of a bumper maybe this year and oh, maybe yeah. got in trouble for it. Yeah, um, you know. <laughs> to- totally legal in IndyCar, so they uh, we sell from one inch wide to 18 inch wide rolls of this clear, pretty much paint protection, and um, they pretty much wrap the entire car seams all up in this tape, and um, I mean, it's pretty high dollar stuff but it makes the car obviously more aerodynamic um and then uh we do the underbelly of all indy cars have skids um they're made out of either stainless aluminum um this phenolic material which is i'm not sure if you're familiar with jab rock but it's it's um it's almost like wood i guess um I got you. we uh we provide that material for the cars they go I mean, as you can imagine, they're super low to the ground, and they're they're bouncing and hitting off every bump. So they run through skids pretty frequently. So um, they come in three different parts, and they're all they got nice, pretty holes in them. They look real nice and shiny. So nice, um, nice, cool. See that stuff I didn't know about any card. I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff I need to know. <laughs> I need to check all this out. Oh, all right. So going in, we're we're closing. Man, it feels like it just got started, but we are uh, we're coming to an end here in twenty twenty two. Yeah, going through twenty twenty two, coming into twenty twenty three. Man, what's it looking like for SRI Indy? Man, this uh, the last couple months are kind of the the slow months for us at the end of all the seasons and stuff, and going into fall, a lot of the guys wrap it up and go vacation and stuff. But I mean, come January first. 
sponsorship money rolls in, people start, uh, you know, rebuilding their cars. You know, a lot of the drag guys have to front half, back half their their rigs and uh, trailer repairs. So the months uh, leading up to the season are usually pretty busy for us. January, February, March are pretty good months for us. Uh, A lot of metal runs out of there. Um, But engine valves, you know, they're getting ready for Chili Bowl down there in in Oklahoma. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, slow season's on. After Christmas, it's pretty much over for us. So, um, you know, pedal to the floor come January 1st. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, man, I want to ask you, or want to want to mention here real quick. I know I've had people before, you know, that we've talked through on, on social media and stuff. They say they uh they want to use uh want to use SRI, but they're but they and they hear about SRI over here in Mooresville, um, but what they don't realize, and and they're in the Midwest or something like that, and uh, you know, I want you to tell everybody how y'all can get. All the same stuff, and yet ship it to them a lot cheaper because you're a lot closer. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's pretty much uh, we kind of made it as a one-stop shop. I mean, you can pretty much get um, anything you need to go racing. I mean, whether it's stock and stuff for the trailer, consumables, tire wraps, tapes, brake clean. Um, I mean, anything like that uh, to the whole tubes to the chassis, uh, aluminum sheets to the, you know, body panel, um, Zeus fasteners, NAS hardware, um, engine bearings, engine valves. I mean, we, we can get you pretty close. Um, and, uh, like you said, we're in the Midwest, we're not too far. So, I mean, from, from North or Mooresville out West is, uh, pretty far. So if there's anywhere in the middle that can get you there, you know, even faster than two or three days from Mooresville and cheaper. Um, UPS, it's, uh, it's always obviously good for the racers and uh, good for us. So it's uh, good stuff. It's nice to have us here in the middle. De- definitely is. Definitely is. Well, man, cool deal. All right. Well, these winter months are uh, definitely hitting us, man. Uh, and Christmas, Christmas <laughs> coming up. So, uh, Man, what kind of what kind of stocking stuffers y'all got around there? You know that we can we can put in some stockings or something. I don't know. Maybe y'all got some uh some apparel or something out there we can throw in there. Yeah, like uh, I think we got some hats and um, definitely some t-shirts, uh, some shot glasses if that's your uh, style. So I'm sure we can make some make a nice stocking stuffer for some people. There you go, man. There you go. Well, cool deal, buddy. Well, man, I sure do appreciate you coming on hanging out with us for this week's edition of hot laps and uh sure appreciate it can't wait to uh one day get out there and get out there and see the shop meet y'all guys of course man stop by whenever all right guys well this has been uh it's been this week's edition of hot laps and uh, with aaron all right i sure appreciate aaron jumping on with us from sri indy um cool stuff out there cool stuff out there so yeah guys if you are uh in the market from anything that you will typically buy from sri performance or stock car still in aluminum but you're located in the midwest there head over to sri indy and um if you need something shipped to you like this just said um it'll be you know obviously you're closer so less weight uh less shipping cost so head over to 
S-R-I-N-D, and uh, get everything you need there from those guys. But as always, like we talk about on here, SRI Performance guys, they're your one-stop shop for all things racing, as we always talk about. So, uh, guys, just as just as Aaron was talking about with SRI Indy, head over to head over to SRI Performance. You know, Aaron talked about they got a lot of stuff for the uh, the Nitro guys and drag racing scene and the Indy cars just because of their location. But they also uh, sprint cars, stuff like that. But guys, any of that stuff, if you're located here on the East Coast, head over to SRI Performance. If you don't have it, they'll get it. Most likely, they probably got it. Or they can call their friends at SRI Indy if they got it. You know, so all works out. But uh, if you're shopping online, go to www.sriperformance.com. Fill up that buggy like I'm going to need to do to... Uh, for my car. Oh, no, I really don't need much. There's some there's some little stuff I need. There's some tools and stuff I need around the shop. Uh, so, you know, I need, like, I need jack stands. I need good racing jack stands. I got regular jack stands. They work great. But I need a good set of racing jack stands with a bottom plate on them for, for the track. All that good stuff. So, I'll head over to SRI Performance and load up my shopping cart there online and, uh, I'm going to put in promo code C-Bone, T-N-S-C is in? Chicken. B-O-N-E-1-0. Get myself 10% off there at time of checkout. Um, so you'll definitely want to do that. Guys, get all the help you can. Same deal over at Stock Car Steel and Aluminum. Get all the raw materials you'll need to uh, paint that car. Not only look good, but... Uh, but be structurally sound, I guess we'll say. And uh, so that's what you always need there, guys. And, uh, you know, whatever you're building, not just race cars, but whatever you're building, head over to Stock Car Steel and Aluminum. Get all the material needs that you need taken care of. You know, you know. Who knows what you need? Some painted aluminum sheets, some roll bar tubing, you know, whatever. Go get it. Anything. 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 Like I always say, deer stands. Deer stands. It's about the end of deer <laughs> season around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you can get ready for next year. You're ready for turkey season. Sit in a stand for turkeys. Most people don't, <laughs> but you can. <laughs> you can. I mean, yeah. do what you gotta do. <laughs> you know, Sterling, do turkeys fly? <laughs> I mean, I, the pterodactyls do. I don't know about turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy <laughs> oh but yeah guys they land on top of your dish they, they were laying on top of you <laughs> they was tired they was ready to go roost yes oh good stuff also guys head over to our friends there at Profab Headers and Exhaust it's, it's that time of year that if you, if you got some Profab Headers and Exhaust you want to make them look good again. You want to make that car just just stand out at the first of the year. Send them back over there, them guys, and they will put them put them in their polisher. Right? That, that tumbler rock polisher they got, man, them things are awesome. They're huge. They're awesome. They uh, they're really cool looking and and just really cool functioning, obviously. But they'll make those headers come out looking 
brand new. Um, it's 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 pretty cool deal. So, it, or, or if you don't have any yet, guys, call our buddy Andrew Garris over there at Profab Headers and Exhaust. He can hook you up with a set for your 2023 season. So, uh, y'all head over to Profab Headers and Exhaust. Get yourself hooked up with them for sure. And they pair well, always do, with our good friend Earl Ramey racing engines. Pair well with them. They, uh, You want to get the most horsepower out of your ride? Uh, get get yourself an Earl Ramey racing engine paired up with some Profab headers. Get anything else you need from SRI Performance. You know, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. So, uh, Earl's got anything from, as we say all the time, guys, crate engines, if you need a built super late model motor, he's got it. Or or he's going to get it, or he's going to build it for you to whatever your liking is. So, y'all head over to Earl Ramey Racing Engines. Tell me sent you. I may be heading over there soon myself. Never know. Never know. Never know. Well, guys, I want to uh, go ahead and bring up our friends, MPM Marketing. Tanya, over there at MPM. Um, like I always say, guys, if you're looking to advance your racing career, you need to get in front of the faces that that you need to for for all kind of reasons, for sponsorship, for, you know, getting put in a ride. I mean, for, you know, everything, for these part suppliers even, Uh Tanya is your go-to. When you pair up with MPM Marketing, you you get put in front of the faces that you need to be put in front of. Uh, there are eyes on you that you might not even know are on you, but uh, it's it's well worth it. So head over to marketwithmpm.com. Talk with our friend Tanya. And uh, speaking of, let's go back to the phone line and... Uh, Speak with one of our MPM drivers here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on the phone now. Gentleman coming off a win from this past weekend. Did it in a did it in dominating fashion, but had some drama there at the end, to say the least. Mr. Jared Fryer, man, what is going on with you? Oh, not much. Definitely uh, soaking up the year. I would say you know this weekend was. A weird one, the way it ended. It started off good, and then the way that things kind of finished there was just <laughs> not ideal. I mean, it worked out in our favor, but just definitely a weird way. You know, I hate to hate to lose one like that, but you know, at the same time, you know, they gotta gotta do right. So that's right. That's right. Well, well, let's go ahead and talk about it a little bit. Um, you know, and. You know, I, I drive some myself, and, and I know exactly what you mean. Um, but is it, I, I guess, you know, in my opinion, looking at it from outside looking in, uh, being that you had a qualified pole, you, you dominated the race, um, does it make you just just feel validated at that point to come back and then be declared the winner later on? Yeah, yeah, I think it takes away a little bit of it, you know, because for the fans' perspective, you know, seeing different person cross start finish line first and not knowing exactly why, and then 
you know, going through the whole celebration deal is just, just not the same. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. uh, it's definitely a different feeling and it makes it for tough for, for everybody. I feel like in the in deal for the other team, our team and, and the fans too. So it, it, like I said, it sucks, but also at least they done right. And, uh, we, we got another big win on a year. I was going to say that, uh, a check still cashes nicely though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, I want to, uh, we'll get into the race a little bit more, you know, get your perspective throughout the weekend, but I want to go back, man. I like to, uh, get all our, our first time guests that come on the show here with us. Uh, I, I like to, you know, go back in their racing career and let our, let our listeners kind of learn who they are. Uh, so, so Jared, if you will, man, first, I just want you to introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are, what you drive, all that good stuff. But, but then we'll, we'll go back a little bit in your racing career, if you will. Yeah. Um, Jared Fryer, I'm originally from Trinity, North Carolina. Um, I started racing quarter midgets when I was 10 and then slowly moved into legend cars and the sportsman limited and now in supers and then now into late mall stocks and uh, currently drive the 14 rns race car late mall stock for jimmy morn and this year we didn't really uh didn't really follow any particular series or anything we kind of bounced around and ran ran different races nascar cars tour and some local stuff so uh, we, we definitely had a good year and probably one of the best years of my racing career. Good deal, good deal. All right, well, I want to I want to go back to 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 kind of the start there, man. Tell us how how old were you when you started racing quarter midgets? I was uh, my first race I ran was January in Ohio uh, for my tenth birthday, really, and um, then I you know started full season there when I was ten and okay. racing Salisbury, North Carolina. For I guess ran all up and down the East Coast really with the quarter midget deal for three or four years I guess it was and then like I said into legend cars for a little bit. How'd you like legend and, cars? Man, I, I really enjoyed legend cars. Uh, I felt like it taught me a lot and made me a better driver for sure because uh, they were a handful. I mean, every everything I did, I felt like you know, and you should take away and learn something from it. You know, the quarter midget being being able to race in tight quarters like that and be smooth you know learned a lot there and then the legend car was fun to be able to run the short tracks and the big tracks but to learn the throttle control and and the brakes and all that made a lot easier transition into a late model or a full-size car at that well well that's that it, and i was actually talking with my co-host earlier on the show about this because in saying that i i run a legend car now myself <laughs> and uh and we just bought a uh well we're gonna run like a the a challenger series race down here or races down here dylan florence motor speedway and uh so that that's kind of what we were talking about is you know what what kind of what kind of difference is it going from a legend car to going to a, a a full body big car man i mean you just said you know you felt like it helped you transition but it is is the change huge oh yeah i felt like a legend car is probably the hardest thing that i've drove so far <laughs> Um, it's, 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 you know, technically it's an open wheel car, you know, so you can't really touch wheels without wheel hopping somebody or bending the suspension. Um, you know, the brakes are not real good on them. The grip level is very low, obviously with little eight inch tires or six inch tires, whatever they are and they're real hard and, and lightweight cars, a lot of horsepower. So it makes it, makes it a lot of fun to drive and uh, a good learning experience for sure. 
where a late model, you know, you got big tires, soft tires, and, um, you know, really good suspension, so, and brakes. <laughs> Well, where the electric car don't have any any suspension, you can't really work on them and adjust on them like we, we do these late models. Oh, so it makes it a little bit harder to drive. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. I, I feel I feel a little more confident going into it now. Oh, that's good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Oh yeah. Well, cool, man. All right. Well, we know you, you've you just touched on a little while ago. You know, obviously you moved to big cars now and 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 doing big things. And uh, but you said you've had a uh. You, talked about this year just being awesome man uh man what, what's been different about this year just to make it so great man honestly i don't know <laughs> i you know i can't really put my finger on it. i mean there's a lot that goes into it i feel like you know we've been racing with the jimmy Morn team for three years now so we, we've ran the same car for three years and built a good notebook and went to multiple a lot of these tracks multiple times so we've been able to put together a good notebook and set up, I feel like for these racetracks and, um, and then having all the right people in place, I feel like to help us at the racetrack or at a shot, whatever it takes, you know, having the same people about every race this year and, and picking out races, I felt like we could really excel at and run good at, you know, there's some tracks that are not my best, I would say <laughs> we've had good runs at, but just, you know, didn't really feel that we were where we needed to be. And, um, you know, running the tour is definitely tough. You, you learn a lot and, uh, and every weekend's different. Even if you've been there, it seems like it's always something's changed, whether it's the track or the tires. So to be able to kind of hit some of these races, racetracks twice this year. And like I said, build off our notebook. I feel like that really helped us. And, um, you know, keep focus. There's definitely uh, a lot in it. You know, a lot of people has helped me um, behind the scenes in, in this year's success. So um, definitely wouldn't be possible without all the people. For sure, man. For sure. Well, I noticed. Um, you, you know, looking well. I, you know, looking at your your races and stuff. Um, like I said, y'all y'all had a great year, but it really seemed like after about midpoint of the season, it's like y'all really turned up. And I mean, just we're on it and we're contending for wins throughout the, the remainder of the year here. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I know some, some of that was, you know, some of the tracks is really, you know, that I really like and that we've run good at, I felt like too. And I feel like once you get that weight off your shoulders of, you know, breaking ice and getting a win for the year, it really kind of relaxes you even more. I feel like than than um, you know, having that worrisome over you, I feel like, because I worry a lot, you know, when, when you don't win and aren't performing good, you know, it really sucks. And I always got a lot on me. So it kind of took a little bit of pressure off and, and really could focus good. You know, we didn't really – we definitely didn't run part-time, but we didn't run a full season. Um, so we were able to focus a little bit better, I feel like. And like I said, pick pick the races apart and really focus in on what we needed to. It was definitely a good all-around balance, I felt like, for us. Yeah, yeah, definitely so. Because it's tough racing, it's tough racing, twenty plus weekends a year, and like I said, different tracks during different times of the year. Going to one track when it's hot, one track when it's cold. You know, so there's a lot of variables <laughs> change. It's it's tough, man. That's right. That's right. And then racing, you know, racing with the top level guys too. Well, man, you've put it up there with our top level guys, though. I mean, uh, that that's been impressive this year, man. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely felt good to be able to do that. Um, 
and have good runs like that. It's, it's, it's really cool. You know, I feel like it don't happen often. <laughs> and uh, to get a couple wins on the season like that was huge and have, have good, good solid runs everywhere else too. Yeah, that's what I was fixing to say. I mean, it wasn't just the wins. I mean, you've had some some solid, solid finishes, solid days at the track, and um, they, they've looked good. Um, man, like you're just talking about, you know, running twenty plus weekends a year and stuff. Um, obviously, like you said, y'all are not following a series. Y'all are jumping around race to race, kind of picking and choosing which ones y'all want to run. I know there are some people out there. They're, they're those. They're, they're them crazy people. I think <laughs> that just perform like crazy when you know points and stuff are on the line. Do you feel like it took a little pressure off of you? You know, picking and choosing races and, and not worrying about points so much and just going out there and focusing on that particular day. Yeah, for sure. I think it did. I was able to uh, to kind of do some things with the race car that I probably wouldn't normally do and, and take a little bit bigger chances. I feel like where you know, points racing, if you're not, if you're not going to be good, you still need to have a solid day, you know? So, um, you, you got to kind of make, make your car the best you can without messing it up is the biggest thing. So this year I felt like we could take some, some bigger chances and try some different things in races. And if it worked out great, if it didn't, then we learn to move on, you know? So, I'd say things like that really kind of helped too, um, and then not being wore out. You know, like it was it was pretty tough and pretty demanding on everybody running all them races like we did last year, and um, trying to get people together racetrack because you know it's tough when when you run 20 weekends a year. So uh, to to throttle back a little bit on the schedule, I felt like helped and took some pressure off, and um, just like I said, helped to focus. I hear you there. All right. Well, you know, they say you're only as good as your last race, so apparently you're pretty daggone good <laughs> because that car looked awesome uh, out there, you know, just just rolling through it, man, and, and, and going. That was a long race, man. Definitely probably the longest race I've run, I'd say. <laughs> that was, uh, and I wouldn't expect it with the, with the car count. I didn't think, you know, there'd be that many cautions, but daggone if they didn't prove me wrong. I think everybody got a little antsy there. Um. All right. So going into the day, how did the car feel? Obviously, it was good. I mean, you know, looking at sitting on pole, um, you know, leading leading one hundred forty eight laps. <laughs> um, it, how'd you feel going into the day, man? I felt all right about it. I really didn't feel that good about it. I didn't think I felt like we had a good car. I just didn't think the car was where I wanted it to be in the longer run and then i was a little surprised by being on the pole too because typically i ain't the best qualifier so that was pretty pretty good and pretty surprising to me and, and i knew it was going to mean a lot of place like that where it's very hard to pass and uh you know it's really only got one groove so to be able to stay up front that was a plan to stay up front and try to lead all the laps and not get past because you know i felt like the cars are so close and so tight nowadays man it seems like if you get past it's, it's hard to get them back even if you are a little bit faster than them so uh i felt like we executed on that and done what we had to and i feel like our you know the pitch strategy worked out for me at least i just didn't think that one tire was going to help us i feel like it hurt us more than anything and lose track position so um 
everything went right. I had good restarts. That was another important thing. They definitely tested me on that one, I would say, having that many restarts. Yeah. Um, but car was good, and then obviously I threw it or had a caution and less put fuel in it, which was not not what I was expecting. And shoot, when we done that, our car only got better. Nice. And I uh, felt like it really helped us pull away from Stacy there at the end. And, and the guys that we were racing with, really, I mean, obviously the 88 was extremely fast at the end for obvious reasons. So <laughs> um, it was good. It was, you know, definitely the most laps I've ever led in one race. Well, cool, man. Cool. Well, if anybody out there listening doesn't know exactly what you're talking about, uh, passed with two to go by Doug Barnes Jr., uh, who was for the lead, who was later disqualified because they uh, went back, looked at video, and found out he uh, changed another tire that wasn't supposed to be changed. Um, So you were rewarded with the win there. Um, Like like we talked earlier, man, it's, you know, you hate to... uh, did did to, to, you hate to win it that way? I mean, kind of whatever. <laughs> I guess. I mean, like I said, you, everybody knows how dominant you were. That were there. Uh, it stinks that when something like that happens, and you know they see the checker flag and they leave the track. Uh, don't know what's going on. Um, but did y'all have a clue about it before? Uh, while all that was while all that was taking place, did y'all know about it, or was that something y'all find out later? I honestly didn't know about it till after the race, and uh, I knew something was suspicious because, you know, hearing that he was the fastest car on the track when he, he hadn't been that fast all day and during the race, and then next thing you know, he's two-tenths faster than me, and we were a tenth faster than second place already, you know, so I knew something was up. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't know what it was, but I knew something was up, and the only thing really can change during a race like that is is putting a tire on right. and it makes such a big difference on our cars in a long race like that. You know, we don't usually run 150 lap races. I mean, we, we have run 200 lap races, but on the same set of tires, we usually don't run that many laps. And so when you run that many laps on the same set of tires, man, it's, it's really hard on the tires. And, um, anytime you get new, uh, anytime you can get a better tire on that long of a race, it's going to make a big difference. No, yeah, you, you you definitely aren't saving that much on right. that tire. So, uh, yeah, definitely see that. Well, cool, man, cool. So going through the race, though, like you were just talking, man, I mean, did you did you just know from lap one, man, we got the car to beat? Yeah, I felt like once we fired off and got some heat in the tires, it, it started to come around, and it was pretty good. And I knew the other guys were pretty good. Definitely beat on me a little bit. But, and, but I knew they couldn't get by me. I didn't feel like they could, and um, – you know, as longer the run got, felt like we could sound like we could pull away and stretch it out. So um, that was definitely key factor, especially there at the end when we were racing Stacy. You know, he was pretty good on short runs and longer runs. Seemed like we could kind of step away from him and kind of settle in ahead of him. Nice, cool deal, cool deal, man. Well, congratulations again on the uh, on the win there, and obviously on the uh, the, the good runs, man. I mean you. You come off winning at at, at, at Caraway for the Cars Tour season finale, uh, runner up there at Thanksgiving Classic, Southern National. Uh, that had to be feel pretty big. Yeah, heck yeah, it was pretty cool to be able to lead there in the closing laps and compete for fifty thousand like that. You know, it was uh, definitely what we went for, and almost sealed the deal. Come up a little bit short, but um, 
you know, still could run and nothing to hang our head on. You know, it's, we knew it was going to be tough to outrun the, the Josh that race. I mean, he's best in the business right now. So we were hoping to pull it off, but come up a little bit short. Oh, man, oh, that, that's impressive. When you go to a track like that, uh, running against that caliper team, that really tells you what caliper team you have. Um, and and got to make you feel good at the end of the day about that. Yeah, it definitely does, man. It definitely gives a big confidence booster, you know, to be able to compete with that level of a car with with one car operation that we have and, you know, only been running late mile stocks for a few years lately. So um, it's definitely a good feeling, and hopefully we can carry that on into next year. Well, good deal, man. Talk about next year a little bit. Uh, what's uh, what's 2023 looking like for you? Oh, <laughs> Nothing really settled yet. Still working on getting a few things ironed out. Um, kind of, we lost one of our major sponsors this year, which uh, kind of leading us down the road. That you know, we're trying to put the pieces together for for next year because uh, they were definitely a big part in our success and in our race team this past year and the last three years really. So, um, working on trying to get that figured out and hopefully be back racing uh probably probably do the same schedule not really focus on the tour or anything just kind of hit message bigger races good deal good deal well uh as we always talk about on here our good friend tanya over at mpm and uh speaking of sponsors and stuff what is uh what does what does mpm help you with on on that front yeah tanya's been a big help this year um that was the first year with me working with her. Um, she definitely definitely helped promote me and uh, get my name out there and, and get me in front of sponsors and potential sponsors too. So it was definitely uh, a good experience working with her and everything. I knew um, I know it was a little bit tough for her at times, you know, not being at the race and stuff with us. But uh, she did an awesome job this year and, and uh, definitely – Definitely done a good job of promoting us and, like I said, getting in front of sponsors and hopefully uh, future sponsors. Good deal, good deal. That's what we like to say on here every week, guys. Uh, MPM Marketing, Tanya, she is she's on top of her game over there, and if you are looking to advance your career in racing, uh, you will not team up with anyone better than Tanya at MPM Marketing. Uh, go head over to marketwithmpm.com. And uh, tell her we sent you. <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, who else uh, on that car helping you out this year? Uh, who all you got to thank? Uh, definitely got to thank Jimmy Morin, you know, for giving me the opportunity to do this and, and race at this level. Um, my dad, he's put a lot of lot of time and effort in it the last three years. And, um, and Sterling Building Group's definitely provided a lot for us and, like I said, been a big part of our success last couple of years um my spotter tony's been with me from from really the beginning of my late ball racing and, and been a big big partner in in our success i'd say and having good runs and luckily he was there with us every race this year just about um hemp star come on board with us this weekend magic made uh david west John West, everybody there built great motors for us this year, and and um, even mobile homes, Bill's golf carts, 
uh, RNS race cars. Um, all my guys help me at the shop and, and go to the racetrack too with us. You know, it really helps and uh, it's nice to have them guys, man. It make, like I said, it makes it a lot easier. So I just can't do it without without all them. Good deal, man. Yeah, you are one hundred percent right. It's hard to do it without all the all the help you can get from everybody out there. Well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, hanging out with us today, buddy. And uh, like I said, congratulations again, man. Yeah, appreciate it. And uh, and uh, definitely got to thank Brandon Gray for stepping up this race and uh, providing us the resources we needed to get the racetrack and get the car ready to race. That was uh, definitely a huge factor in this weekend. So can't thank him enough. I'm sure I left some more out. But <laughs> just uh, there's a lot of people, like I said, that go in. To my success, it helped me and can't do it without him. There you go. There you go. Well, cool, man. Well, awesome, man. Well, hopefully we got you get you back on here soon, man. Uh, coming in next year, talking about some more wins, buddy. I mean, or, or anytime. I don't really care. You know? <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. Sounds good. And hopefully we can do it. Cool, man. Well, we sure appreciate you coming on, hanging out with us. We'll be talking with you soon. All right. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, our, our, we appreciate every guest coming on here, but we really appreciate Jared Fryer for coming on here today, hanging out with us. He uh, picking up win this past weekend there at Carteret County and uh, in in dominating fashion, but yet didn't cross the line first, but ended up first after that crazy tire debacle there. So, regardless, like I told him, hey, took home the check. That's right. <laughs> That's what counts, right? Exactly. I can see what he's saying, though. I mean, it, when you don't go across the line first, fans leave when the race is over. And all they know is they saw whatever car go across the line first. They don't stick around for tech. <laughs> and especially yeah. don't stick around for them watching video of a, of an illegal tire change. So, hmm. you know, I can see it. But, nah. But congratulations, Jared Fryer there. He uh, picked up a few wins this year, had a phenomenal season. Like I told him, finishing second there at the Thanksgiving Classic at uh, Southern National. That's uh, that's pretty big, pretty big. Pretty, I mean, obviously winning this race, another $10,000 race. But when you run second at a race with cars like that, comparable to the uh, South Carolina 400, basically, um, a lot of cars just picked up from South Carolina 400 and went the next weekend to the, to the, uh, Thanksgiving classic there at Southern national. And, and it was, uh, cool to see, cool to see him run second there to Josh Berry. I mean, he's, he's hard to touch. Everybody knows that. So good deal. Appreciate, appreciate Jared coming on with us today for sure. Well, man, what, uh, what you got ready for the rest of the week here? Well, a little bit of work and a little bit more and uh, some Christmas shopping, some Christmas wrapping. Uh, you know, the whole, the whole tis the season time, you know? Oh, yeah. It is definitely the season. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I, I know you heavy in some Christmas Christmas movies right now. I've been heavy in Christmas music for, you know, since like July. 
know this. I know this. Um, I'm always heavy in Christmas music. So, I love it. I'm, you know, Hallmark movies, all that good stuff. Yeah. I love it. Love it. They pick at me. At, even at church, they're like, I, I, you know, I sing and I, I play guitar. Even the praise team, they're like, we like it for about two weeks. I'm like, no, I want it like half the year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, we got some good music. Y'all been playing some good music for sure. Got some good stuff to come, I know. And uh, looking forward to it, man. As always, as always. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I reckon, uh, unfortunately, you know, Jared won there, and we could talk about that race, but that's about all the racing that was going on this weekend. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wasn't a whole lot. Got the Chili Bowl coming up soon, and uh, yeah, a few other things there, but uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of racing going on right now. Nope, but I do want to uh, talk to you about something real quick, just something I thought of real quick. Uh, a couple things happening. NASCAR, well, not NASCAR announcing it, the um, uh, Race Team Alliance saying, coming out saying, uh, you know, that they possibly, soon as uh, end of 2023 season, could possibly take or cup drivers or cup teams anyway, be running some exhibition races, I guess, at, you know, kind of non- NASCAR sanctioned tracks and stuff like that. Um, I, I won't ask you what you think. I mean, I think it sounds cool. But but what do you think about it? I mean, getting down in it a little more. Well, you know, I kind of agree with them because it's kind of like their hands are tied. And, you know, NASCAR just kind of tells them what they're going to be able to make. And, um, you know, Honestly, I think the teams do everything. I mean, they they contribute everything to the sport of NASCAR and bring in fans and uh, bringing the money to the sport. Um, and if they can't get the money that they need, and again, we talked about it before, I, I, I know they're making money, no doubt about it. But obviously they're not making what they feel like they should or could make. Uh, so they want to branch out and do their own thing and, and bring that brand of their team or what have you to another venue outside of NASCAR. And, you know, however they may change that up, I don't know. I, I can't blame them for it. I, I really can't because, you know, kind of like a Legends Car Series, you know, you're so limited now because you can't get this and you can't get that. If you had another uh organizations step out and say look we're going to run these legends cars we're going to run these tires and you can get them all you want or whatever you want to do and we're going to pay more money and you don't have to buy every single thing from this part. you know it would make it more apt for you to go run it um so i can understand that a little bit i mean i, I really it's it's different it's totally different than what we we've you know known in the past but uh, I guess they just fed up with it, man. I guess. Uh, well, well, I mean, they they said that there would be no competition to NASCAR per se, or you know, any any of that, um, which is 
all well and good, whatever. I mean, I, I personally um, think that they're just trying to call a bluff. <laughs> I do. Right, yeah. Try to get more money from it, right. I think that's exactly what it is. I think they're trying to call a bluff. Uh, this is not actually the first time this has happened over, you no. know, uh, over the course of motorsports period. Uh, this is actually kind of what happened with the uh, IRL Indy split. I mean, IRL cart split. Um, yeah. it, 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 very similar situation. I don't think it's going to come down to a split because I think they know where their bread is buttered. Um, but I think this is the whole TV negotiation thing and they're trying to, um, they're, they're, like I said, they're calling her bluff. They're, they're telling them, oh, we can't give you any more money out of it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, they're like, all right, well, if you can't give me any more money out of it, I'll go make our own exhibition deal. We'll make our, get our own TV money out of it. Well, NASCAR turns around and says, well, if they're making an exhibition deal, basically, um, we could put NASCAR name on it, and we could get more TV money out of it. Um, right. So I think that's I think that's kind of what's happening there. Uh, they're trying to call – I, I, and I'm waiting to see who breaks first. Um, I think NASCAR's going to – they're going to have to break. I think they really got them over a barrel. But the problem is, just like you talk about, there's zero competition with NASCAR. There's not another NASCAR-like stock car series out there. There's not. Um, and as there is in most things. I mean, there's just like drag racing, not you know, NHRA. Uh, there's not another NHRA. There used to be, well, there's, I guess IHRA is still around, I guess. I don't know if they are or not, really. Um, they've definitely dissolved a lot of used Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. There was competition there. Well, there's not any competition anymore. Um, so it's kind of the same everywhere. Uh, I don't know, because you're not supposed to test these cars. Um, so I don't think they'd even be able to run a car like that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. It's... Uh, it's... Like I said, I just think they're trying to call bluff. But that leads me into the next topic, too. Um, goes right along with that. Uh, the, um, oh, God, I just had a brain fart. What's Tony Stewart series name? The uh, SRX. SRX series. That's it. God, whew, too many letters. Uh, announced that they are going to ESPN on Thursday nights. Which I think is that's going to be awesome. a big difference. I think that is an awesome yes. move. For sure. And I know they had to pay, I'm sure, uh, to, to, to get that. But I think the viewership is going to be doubled because uh, I don't have CBS Sports. You know, I can't watch that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think that's definitely going to be a big move for them. And, and I also think that I know that's not going to be another NASCAR series per se, by no means, but I do believe that that's going to, on Thursday nights, that's going to free up cup drivers to come race. Oh, for sure. And I think that's a, that's a 
another, you know, point of it. Um, you could put, especially, I mean, any of dirt or asphalt, any of it, you could put those cars as they've showed on some awesome half mile racetracks. And I mean, in all honesty, they could bring those cars right over here to Florence Motor Speedway. Dealing Motor Speedway, either one. They could come right here to us. Um, now, you're you're very limited on what you can do seating-wise, um, but I think they know that. And I think that's – you could pair them with other racing. I mean, just like the right. Cars Tour and, I mean, you know, other stuff like that. Um, or, you know, uh, I ain't, I'm not necessarily going to say you could t- – pair it with the world of outlaws um i don't think you really could just because the length of those shows um but you could easily do it with a i don't know like carolina clash series right um and make that a cool night of racing on thursday night oh yeah definitely and I, i think it's better for them i mean i think they're looking for more crowd via tv than uh, in the stands anyway. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think going to ESPN is going to draw that, going to have that, uh, and get that money avenue that way versus worrying about filling stands up. Exactly. Exactly. Um, also, um, want to uh, point out here, uh, let me pull up this just to um, make sure I am right on everything but did you see um new world of outlaws payout scale uh compared to the lucas oil payout and this is all for the points stuff at the end of the year uh lucas oil payouts plus lucas oil has uh adopted the playoff type format yep um world outlaws uh, didn't change too much. Hundred and fifty thousand I think it is to win. Um I personally like the payout scale a little more in World of Outlaws. It's not as much to win, but it's distributed a little bit more evenly throughout, throughout the field. Yeah. Um, Which I think is gonna draw more for sure, I think. Well Chris Madden, uh Chris Madden, uh let's see, Peyton Freeman or um they both, I know, have already, uh, you know, committed to World Outlaws, which, you know, Chris Madden kind of did that XR thing last year. Uh, and that's been a, because <laughs> all this came out at PRI about the World Outlaws pay, the Lucas Oil schedule with the, with the, uh, their payouts, with the, <laughs> with the, uh, um, playoffs, um, all that came out PRI, and then there was some <laughs> comments made, and it was really funny, and I'm not going to even throw names, uh, but there were some announcers and some promoters <laughs> uh, throwing out some comments on social media. Uh, Compare, you know, basically uh, going going at the XR series and coming back, um, saying people are trying to steal people out from under. I mean, it wasn't, it didn't necessarily point that out and say, and just, I don't know, they were kind of talking junk. But XR is like, well, come run with us and run them. 
Well, that's fine, but I think I think some guys are getting mad with the XR uh, because stuff like um, like it just happened with Gateway. Yeah, Gateway is not a uh, sanctioned necessarily per se event, um, but that race was scheduled. Well, XR came up scheduled uh, the race there at Altec afterwards. You know. Knowing that was going to be there. Now, granted, they can't have that many at Gateway. It it turned out fine, uh, but and I'm not trying to, to throw shade on anybody, uh, but there's a lot of people that go to Gateway late model wise. You got your front runners. I mean, you do. You got your let's see who all was out there. You got your Brandon Shepherds. You got your Turbo. You got you know. Quite a few guys. Uh, our, our buddy Will Harrington, he was front runner. I mean, bunch of guys. But then you got guys finishing in there that you haven't really heard of. They were, and and that's fine. I have zero problem with them qualifying in. I I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. But it's your typical ones that just runs the big series and stuff. They're the ones at the top. That's just. That's how it is. That's how it's going to be. I mean, they they got the most experience. I mean, I'm like, you know, that's just what it is. Why why do you want to split up a field like that? You know. Yeah, well, I, you know, and we got a we got a track here locally, a go kart track, uh, Paradise, and uh, the track owner did the same thing. He still does. Well, he, he tries to. Yeah, he he tries to throw big money races on top of other races that's been annually on the same dates for years. Yeah, and I think they just do that for a pool or to say that they can. Or, I don't know, I but it's, it, it's just a bad sometimes. look. Yeah, I, that's what I feel. It's just a bad look. Honestly, it is, and and it it does. It divides the fields, and and it shows it shows talent from 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 locally local talent i guess that's able to go run it that normally wouldn't make the field makes it and, and it it showcases them but it doesn't show the true who is the best of your the true best. level of talent right 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 so um, i agree i i don't i don't i don't think they'll ever get uh i don't think they'll ever get lucas or, or world of outlaws to to be in agreement with them and try to schedule things around their stuff because of the way they've gone, you know, over their dates without question. I mean, I just, that's just bad. That's just bad business. That's just something that's been established for years. And then you're going to come in and try to just step foot on top of dates that's been, been planted. I just, I don't like that. Well, that's, I mean, if you look back at it, that's what they did with their first race, which was Bristol. Um, right. When we were there, uh, Jonathan Davenport, everybody thought was going, I forgot where the race was that weekend, but it was Lucas Oil race because he had ran Lucas Oil for years and years and years. Well, they were paying way more at Bristol. Jonathan stayed at Bristol and, you know, dropped any chance he had of winning the championship. And ever since then, he has not run for points in anything anymore. Right. And me and, and you talked off for Oh, yeah, it definitely has. I mean, you've talked about that multiple times. I mean, uh, 
you know, just like Jerry Fryer was just talking, they didn't run a point series because they were just kind of picking and choosing and, and going for money races. It, we've talked about this a thousand times, and I feel like there's pros and cons to all of it. And But my biggest point is, um, I think, and, and I, I think XR is probably doing this right. Um, in order, and you see World of Outlaws and Lucas Oil pay stepped up this year, but they're still not paying per race what XR is. Now, granted, they have a lot more races. Um, it, you've got to put the money there to entice these guys to stay with the tour. If not, they're going to do just what a lot of these guys have done, what Chris Madden's done last year, what Jonathan Davenport's done, and what many, many other ones have done. Drop off tour, chase the money. Um, I can't blame them. No. Because you really, and I'm... Don't get me wrong, I hate to take it away from Dennis Herb uh, winning the World Outlaws um, or, uh, or you know, daggone, who won the uh, Lucas Tim McCready, won. Yeah, Tim McCready. I don't want to take it away from Tim McCready, especially Tim McCready or Dennis Herb. I think I don't care where you put them. They can still come out out front. Um, but how many were really left on the tour by the end of the year um world outlaws you had dennis herb i i I don't even remember i mean there was max blair i think there was a handful lucas oil about the same um it kind of drops the credibility of the series oh it definitely does for sure i mean basically you just you just run all the races and you know run decent up front and you you got you got a championship because yeah. I mean you just don't have that every every race like you used to. Nope. So we'll see what uh <laughs> we got there them two's answer. Uh, we'll see what XR's answer is here shortly. I I imagine they'll uh something will come out with them. <laughs> Who knows? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Who knows? Oh well. Well, cool. What else we got? I don't know, it, man. I, I think that's about it. I'm about to, I'm about to uh, wind down, and head back to work in a little bit. <laughs> before I know it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I feel like I'm about to do that same thing myself. Well, cool deal. Well, we uh, appreciate uh, our guest today, Aaron from SRI Indy for hot laps. Jared Fryer, um, coming off his win there at Carteret County. Uh, but as always, want to thank everybody that supports us, Earl Ramey Racing Engines, ProFab Headers and Exhaust, SRI Performance, Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, RK Motorsports Consulting, MPM Marketing. Really appreciate them. Also, High Octane Racing Apparel. Head over there and get you some cool-looking stuff from High Octane Racing Apparel for Christmas. Get, get all stocked up. I saw some beanies come out. I need me some. My head is cold. <laughs> no, I ain't kidding. <laughs> um, also, Checkered, they are the race hub, ladies and gentlemen. Head over to Checkered. Uh, all racing all the time, social media. So get on Checkered if you're not already. Also, Ford Bite Apparel, guys. Y'all head over there. 
check him out. Check out Cole Vanderheiden after just finishing up his his freshman year there of uh of three oh five race saver sprints. Doing awesome in it. Be looking forward to him going into twenty twenty three. But anyway, guys, we sure appreciate y'all hanging out with us this week and I uh I reckon we'll be back next week, same time. Later.